Hello, welcome to a, another edition of Robinson Ralph's Unwanted Podcasts with uh, David Silito. Hello. And Samuel Higgins. Hello. To make matters even worse, we've decided that the sound quality we've been treating you to over the last few months is too good, so we've made it even worse. <laughs> um, we've done that because we're all in separate locations because of the coronavirus, so we're recording this via Zoom. And then turn yep. it into a podcast, so it'll it'll sound dreadful. Well, I suppose you're used to that, really. So, um, I, mean, I must say, I, I did hope when I found out we were going to be doing it from separate locations that the one major advantage to all of us is that we wouldn't have to see each other's faces. But um, with the technology we've got set up, we all got video links. So, unfortunately, I have to look at your two ugly mugs. Yeah, but I've got a love. I've got a lovely view of your kitchen, though, Dave. I must say that's that's yeah. really brightened my days. That yeah, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. I'm not sure why you're naked, though, Sam. <laughs> well, I don't either. But you didn't give me time to get changed, so oh, you ins- in fact you insisted on this dialing happening right here, right now. I thought you were saying insisted on being naked. I thought you were saying insisted on you being naked. But I think very much we're all just trying to carry on as normal, and therefore. That's nudity during office hours is to be encouraged <laughs> absolutely compulsory if anything yeah so um i presume everyone's at home and you're pretending to work some of you um but you've got the kids maybe running around or you're watching i don't know cash in the attic or whatever it is so maybe take this time now not just to listen to this podcast but all our other podcasts why not not um, not all at the same time though, what, no, like one after the other. Otherwise, it would just be a babble of noise. Cause of death, having a natter. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of people <laughs> will argue that it's just a it's just a load of noise anyway. But um, well, it's true. It's it's sensible. Yeah. So yeah, let's not kill people um, on these podcasts. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna. There's not many interesting cases about because all of it is uh, is coronavirus stuff. But Sam has has plucked a case out of the ether um, called Neve versus N and C Pubs Limited in liquidation. It's not the most interesting case. I think that's fair to say, isn't it? It's a guarantee. That's a guarantee, is that? Yeah. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen. We'll talk about it for a bit, and then we'll stop talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Sam, yeah, with the case for a bit, or yeah, well, uh, basically, this case involved Mr. Neve, who was a kitchen porter who worked for Nichols Bar and Restaurant, which is up in Dundee. Um, never actually been to Scotland, and uh, I'd love to go one day, but that's a side note. So he worked for Nichols Bar and Restaurant, and. What happened was Mr. Neve um, went on annual leave. But Mr. What Neve rhymes? went on leave. <laughs> are you doing this all in rhyme? Or are you rapping this, Sam? Actually, I've just realised what's happened there, yeah. There That's go. quite good from me. Yeah. Is that? <laughs> so, Mr. Neve, he went, went on leave. leave. Are we meant to believe that Mr. <laughs> Neve went on leave? You've got oh. me on the spot now. I'm not good at like making up rhymes on the spot now. Did the tribunal give him I a reprieve? <laughs> Did we agree? Did he go with, it? Did he go with his mate Steve? 
Steve. Yes, look, there's Mr. Neve and his mate Steve. I think they've gone on annual leave. <laughs> Wish you two would leave. <laughs> Brilliant. So anyway, so Mr. Neve and Steve had gone on leave. Yeah. Yeah, and um, nothing really much happened whilst he was on leave, except for when he came back, um, which uh, he went on um he went at the end of january and came back um sort of in the middle of february and on his return to work he found um that he was being dismissed and the reason that he was being dismissed was because he had um started his annual leave one day early than what had been authorised. So whether that was a mix-up in the diary or, you know, um, an administration error when his holiday was approved, um, we'd have to read the judgment for that one. Um, have we? I've tried <laughs> to read it, yes. <laughs> I've tried to uh, read uh, it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it tells us. It just says that there was a mix-up. He'd, he'd had it leave granted previously. Um, he'd had his holidays approved earlier. Um, but he, he was on the road to the 26th and he thought he wasn't. It was just a mistake, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so the, on the judgment of paragraph 12, just to prove to people I read it, on the 26th of January <laughs> 2019, he mistakenly thought that he was on holiday for that day and the period from that date to the 7th of February, which is two days before my birthday, if anyone wants to diarise that for next year. Um, in fact, the holiday was due to start on the 27th of January and he was on the road for the 26th of January, so he should have been at work on the 26th of January. There. Yeah. There we go. You enjoyed that one, though, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on. So, um, so it was but established... The manager was seething, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. So, Mr. Neve, um, <laughs> when he came back, um, obviously... Um, He's informed he's being uh, he's being dismissed. Now, what's interesting is that um, Mr. Neve was not allowed a disciplinary hearing uh, in this matter, um, and that was despite him having no previous uh, disciplinary issues. So one might argue that it seems a bit harsh. Do you think he was? A, do you think he was aggrieved? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a bit like myself in trying oh, to okay. explain this. Sorry. <laughs> Um, so, well, so, we should, should we give him a reprieve now, Dave? Yeah, well, I think he'll be very relieved if we do. Yeah, we should leave him. A that was a loose one, that relief. <laughs> that was a loose one. <laughs> so, um, so, following the dismissal, um, Mr. Neve submitted an appeal in writing. Um, but interestingly, no response was received to that written appeal. <laughs> now, Brilliant. this led. Mr. Neve to apply, um, unfortunately, led him to apply for universal credit. And um, according to both the judgment and the um, the articles that we've read about this, um, it's actually reported that he has not worked since his dismissal, which took place on the February eighth of February, uh, twenty nineteen. So you would have thought he could have got a job as a kitchen porter, wouldn't you? To be fair, which is what he was. Yeah. Well, you would think so. Yeah. I mean, whether that's um, 
I mean, whether that's still the case at the time of this, uh, at the time of this podcast, I don't know. But it seems as though, um, if we're to believe what the judgment says and what the article says, that he might still be out of work. Um, yeah. I mean, right now wouldn't be a good time to be looking for a job in a restaurant. But I think kitchen porter is the least desirable of restaurant jobs from my from my experience of working in restaurants at, on university holidays and so on, including as a pot wash. It wasn't very fun. Well, I. Um once these skin chickens not not as, a, not as a job just as a hobby you know, hobby <laughs> uh, but I, I'm looking at the judgment um and I can't see there was any um discussion given about the claimant's attempt to mitigate his loss it just talks about what his loss is it, maybe that's because the respondent wasn't there to argue it but I, I believe all the compensation he got went back to the benefits agency yeah. anyway um, yeah. just to repay his benefits and I think maybe he got the basic award um, but in terms of the compensatory awards that, that all just went back to back to the benefits agency through the recruitment recoupment provisions but presumably before, before they did that though they'd have had to have decided whether he had made reasonable attempts to mitigate his loss surely well maybe it's the case that he did that he did submit applications but maybe he, he was just so unfortunate that he didn't he didn't get one. No, I get Maybe. that. I get that. But it's just Dave's point. It's just you would typically expect to see in a remedy hearing some kind of discussion on that, wouldn't you? But maybe it's because the, 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 the respondent there. didn't turn up, did they? Yeah, it would be it. for them to show that he'd failed to yeah, mitigate his loss. That's true. So, so the claim so the reason. Yeah, so so Dave's suspicions, whilst perhaps well founded, were never tested. Yeah. <laughs> uh sorry, I didn't mean to to um to jump in there, Sam. No, that's okay. Um, so leading on from what Dave just said, um, when things got to um, a tribunal hearing, as you might expect, the, the claim went in for, um, for unfair dismissal. And basically, um, the claim was proven and the total amount of compensation that uh, Mr. Neve was awarded was £10,440. In How, uh, how much of that did he actually get in his pocket? Well, this is what I'm coming on to. Um, it says... Yeah, Dave, if you could just not interrupt, please, will you? Yeah, I'll, I won't interrupt, yeah. sorry. I, I, was just trying to, I, was try, I was trying to weave some sort of other things into the, uh, to the story. Oh, I was yeah. trying to make it, yeah. yeah. yeah but you, you're Go forgetting on. that we've done this at least 18 times before, and I know what your game is now, Dave. <laughs> so... Mm. Um, so um, the award was made £10,440 but in regards of what Mr Neve will actually receive um, it's a total of £1,080 um, because the rest of that money has had to go um, back towards repaying the benefits that Mr Neve claimed uh, when he was not working and whether whether he's still not working is something that we're not... Um, we're not too sure of, and uh, there was also the um, the fact that this uh, the one thousand and eighty pound is coming from NNC pubs administrators because they've actually um, the organisation has actually gone bust. Um, the company that ran the bar that Mr. Neve worked in. So it seems as though, um, as far as unfair dismissal awards, that it's not really it's not really going to be the most gratifying of. Um, of awards that Mr. Neve receives. So that's about it, really. 
One one other point I thought was interesting was the tribunal's consideration um, of whether or not they should require the respondent to pay a financial penalty to the Secretary of State. Um, and that can be awarded essentially where tribunals feel there's been a particularly egregious breach of employment law provisions. Um, and the tribunal felt here that given that the company was in liquidation, mm. they wouldn't. But it's re it's rarely something that's even thought about or, no. or considered. Um, so it was it was interesting to see that actually um, raise its head. I've, do you know what? I've never had a tribunal consider that before, primarily because uh, I usually win. But um, <laughs> even in the occasional ones I've lost, I've never um, uh, I've never seen that. So that is unusual. I, I think it's goes okay. under the radar and even claimant yeah. solicitors where they could raise it don't and perhaps that's because there's no point there's no benefit to the claimant yeah um it, it's money that just goes to the secretary of state so why as a claimant would you would you bother you know there's a maximum in the financial penalty that they can order to pay uh i off the top of my head i i, I think it might be something in the region of five thousand, but i'm not sure okay Okay, good stuff. So it's, it says it is it is exercisable where a tribunal when determining a claim involving an employer and a worker both concludes that the employer has breached any of the workers' rights to which the claim relates and has the opinion that the breach is one or more of the aggravating features. In such circumstances, the tribunal may order a penalty to be paid regardless of whether or not it makes a financial award. And it says, but then says, but in light of the position the respondent is in liquidation, it does not appear practical to do so. So... It's an odd thing to consider and then just to say, oh, we're not going to bother. But anyway, okay. Yeah. I um, guess they have a lot of time to spare. Yeah. Well, I, I wonder... I've checked, actually. I think, I think it might have used to have been um, 5,000. It's gone up to 20,000 um, recently. So, yeah, maximum of 20,000. Breaking. At least 100 pounds. Maximum of 20. Wow. Mm. Thousand. You don't want to be defending that. I'm guessing if it's tribunal no. is going to award it, they're not going to be looking at the hundred pound mark, are they? are going to be looking at something. No, no absolutely. And Sam, did you invent? I see the judge was called um, Judge Kemp. Did you establish whether he had any connection to Spandau Ballet? Um, it's just a given, remember, isn't it? That would be Martin, wouldn't it? <clears throat> in relation to Martin. Um, no, unfortunately, listener, um, we couldn't establish that relationship. And Gary, Martin and Gary Kemp. There's, there's two Kemp's. Was it? Oh, yeah, both in Spandau yeah. Ballet. Both in Spandau Ballet and both in the film um, The Craze. And which one Good was? Film, actually. Good yeah. Which one was on EastEnders? <laughs> that was Martin, wasn't Martin. it? Martin. And then Martin's son, Roman, was in The Jungle. <laughs> the, the TV show, not just like, I'm not just saying randomly places he was. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I mean, I don't think there's much more we can say there. Is there? No. Now we told you it wasn't the most interesting of cases, but um, that's that, I think. <laughs> so we've been coronavirus-free so far on the podcast, but it's worth reminding people that we've got a number of free resources. We've got a fascinating webinar that we did on, on Monday. That's uh, uh, the earliest. Watch it soon before it becomes even more out of date in this yeah. uh, rapidly changing world. We've got a homeworking um, policy, and we've got a regularly updated um, information sheet that we, people can access via a link um, so that they can always easily access the most up-to-date version. So if you'd like any of the, those, do get in touch with us um, either at info at robinsonralph 
www.ipsos.com or um, should we read out our email addresses? Is that worth it? I, I think so. It's probably worth reminding people that we're not just a provider of free services. We do actually run an employment law firm and, and the free stuff is an invitation to instruct us. Um, so if you do enjoy our stuff um, and you, you would like to hear more of it, then yes, please do actually instruct us to do work. Um, but we yeah, our indi- like that. Yeah, that'd be great. But individual email addresses. Um, it's simon.robinson at robinsonralph.com. Yeah, you're going first, Dave. Or... Okay, yeah. David.silito, that's S I L L I T O E, at robinsonralph.com. And mine is samuel.higgins at robinsonralph.com. Yeah. So, so no oh, excuse. No, there's no excuse. Also, by the way, we've just put on a post today about all our old um, webinars that have got yeah. some stuff on there. So if you want those, write to the same address, please. But um, Whilst you're self-isolating, yeah. and you've got nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you're an HRD or a head of HR and you've got responsibility, instruct us. If you're an HR BP or an HR manager and you don't, why don't you just put in a good word for us with your HRD? We won't let you down, will we? Exactly. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. Well, that's the end of that. Then we're all off. It's not quite beer o'clock yet. Well, it's only half three. Um, <laughs> right. right. Better go do some work then. Cheers, guys. Bye. Right, cheers. Thanks very Bye. much. Bye.